to some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters. I'm Shah. I'm Ollie. And we are Creeping It in the Family, a podcast where we dish details about all things horror. Episode 53? Yes. Is that right? Yeah, because it comes out on Thursday. Today. Right. <laughs> Today for them, yeah. Yeah. For us Monday. Very, very organised. We're so organised. That is because we are both going out on the piss this weekend, though. Well. Oh, shit. When are we going to do... It's going to have to be a Sunday job, probably. That's when I'm I'm back. not away. I'm away on the Sunday. I don't know then. Oh shit! It's gonna have to be, it might might have to be. There's going to be one episode where it's a, a bit late. It's going to come around one day or another. We, we might it. we might get we it. Could in. Do it in the week. Yeah. We might we might do. Depends depends yeah. on our work. I'm I'm away till Monday. Right. Well, we'll see. If it's late, it's late. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We're not paid to do this, so what they're going <laughs> to <Yes>. do? <laughs> what they're going to do? I'm going to start a mutiny. Maybe. I don't think they will. Fuck us up. So what's your midweek for this week then? So I. My year eights already know this story because we have spooky story Fridays um, with my year eights and they they love this story and they asked if they could have it recorded because they really liked it. And so my friend sent me in a story that she experienced and I do remember bits of it because I'm involved in it, not massively, but I do feature in it, obviously. Right, so from the get-go, I am going to... You, know, you know that I'm... I'm a what's it called skeptic. like skeptic, yeah. So if I find things in this story that I think, well, what about that? Yeah, and I'll be like, yeah, but it could have been. Don't get bitching like it's attacking my story. I'm just coming Why? from a skeptic point I of view. When have I ever gotten bitching? Literally every fucking episode where go we have on a then. disagreement. Go on then. You're you're you're, you're, you're fucking bullshit. Them. There we go. There's one straight away. <laughs> exactly. So whenever whenever I have a little disagreement, That's bullshit. You're let's, bullshit. Let's keep it calm. Let's keep it. If if I have I a question. If I keep it, if I have a question, you can just say, "Well, maybe, maybe it yeah, could but, have been that, but it could yeah, have been." Yeah, but this. what the listeners don't see is that shit-eating grin that you get on your face. When I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to ask questions as a skeptic, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to try and pick fault on it and be like, "Yeah, but what about this?" But if I just think, "Yeah, but it could have been so and so," but I'm, I'm open to it. I'm not, I'm not saying this story ain't true. I'm just saying, don't get offended if I, if at points I think, "Yeah, but what about so and so?" But anyway, yeah, disclaimers out there now. So I. Wrote well, my friend wrote this story down. I've had to change the name because, like, to protect everybody, so everybody's name in this is different apart from mine. Right. And but because I was telling this to my year eights, I had to change it to Miss Pottage. And so, if I say Miss Pottage once or twice, I might forget. So, just bear right, with okay. me and try not to look like you want to kill me. Okay. okay, so this is told in the perspective of I'm going to call her Molly, which is your friend, which is my friend. Right. Hi, everyone, I'm Molly, and she. Uh, oh fucking hell! Don't know where <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Molly, Charlotte's friend, and she asked me if I would tell my story to you for your scary story Friday. It's a bit of a doozy, and I still get a little bit shaken by it, so I thought I'd type it for her instead of relaying the information because it's still not something I always want to talk about. It all started when I was 19. My boyfriend of four years, Steve, died when there was a gas leak at his flat. It was a really hard time for me, and even though it's been eight years now, I still miss him. That's awful. Sorry about that, if she's listening. That is awful. it is awful. The thing was, I was supposed to be staying over the night of the gas leak, but I missed my train and I'd been at work, so it was the last one of the evening. 
I don't believe in fate, but I suppose if I'd been on time, then I wouldn't be here to tell the story I'm going to tell you. For a long time, I felt exceptionally guilty. My therapist called it survivor's guilt. At the time, I didn't really understand, but I get it now. If all had been well, I'd have been at that house inhaling the same fumes as him. However, in my head, I used to think about if I'd been there, I might have noticed something was off and maybe we could have both survived it. I know it's silly because you can't usually smell a gas leak and definitely not in your sleep, but it was how I was feeling at the time. I became obsessed with trying to communicate with Steve. I wanted to know if he forgave me for letting him down that night and I wanted to tell him that I missed him terribly and that I would always love him. One night, my friend Abby came round and suggested we go to a group medium session. I was a bit sceptical because I know that a lot of these people prey on those who are grieving and do their research. But I was desperate to talk to Steve too, so I had a go. At what point in the media session, the woman who was the psychic wrinkled her nose and started to murmur gas. But just as I was about to say something, another woman opposite the room burst into tears and raised her hand. Apparently, her son had accidentally lit up a match not knowing there was a leaking canister and it had blown the entire room up. All that time, though, I couldn't help but wonder if it had been Steve and the other woman had been wrong. The group medium session had been done to try and help me with my grieving process, but all it had done was make me more obsessed with trying to communicate with him. So I started researching a lot of ways that I could. I didn't want to go to a medium again. I'd been disappointed and appointments for solo sessions were very expensive. I googled ways to communicate with the dead and got into Ouija boards. I know it's pretty stupid and I really regret even considering it. However, once my mind had been switched onto it, I couldn't think about anything else. I told Charlotte about it too because I hoped she'd do it with me. I'm sure you all know she's into everything spooky by now. But she has her own history with the supernatural and why she shouldn't go near a Ouija board, so she point blank refused and she told me that she didn't want me to touch it either because it was dangerous. Genuine conversation there. We did have that conversation. At this point, I figured I had nothing else to lose. I didn't believe that a stupid board could do any harm, so there were only two options. One, I could manage to get Steve and talk to him whenever I wanted, or it wouldn't work at all and I'd be £20 out of pocket. In my head, that beat being £120 out of pocket for a psychic to do their research and tell me things that are so broad that I wouldn't believe them at all. So I went onto Amazon and bought a Ouija board. It's crazy how easy it is to get one, and even crazier to me how it's presented as a board game. The delivery arrived that day, thank you Amazon, the next day, sorry, thank you Amazon Prime, and I couldn't wait to try it out. Even though Charlotte didn't want to do it, my other friend Tilly said she would. We sat on the floor in my room with the board and planchet between us. I'd lit white candles and Tilly said I was stupid, but I'd read from somewhere that ghost vision can be really bad sometimes and that they move in flashes so the light would stand out more to them. That and the white candles were supposed to promote good spirits. I hate to disappoint you all, but nothing happened at the start. The candles burned down, the planchet didn't move, and soon we started goofing around, moving the planchet ourselves to make stupid words and giggling as we did so. Is the Ouija board a pile of crap? Tilly asked in an ominous tone. And I swear I was about to point to yes, but it felt like a weight had suddenly stopped me and it slowly pulled towards no. Now when I asked Tilly about it, she said she hadn't moved the planchet. I didn't know if I believed her and I still don't now. We soon got fed up and shoved the board under my bed, going out for some food instead. When I returned home later, a few cocktails down, I tried to make my mind off, uh, take my mind off the board by reading a book, but curiosity got the better of me and I ended up pulling the board back out. 
Now, I know that we left the plancher on no because that was the last move I presume Tilly had made. But when I pulled the board back out, the plancher was on hello. I was freaked out and I won't deny it because I know we left it on no before we went to get food. But there are many reasons why it could have moved. The most obvious one being that when I slid the board under my bed, the plancher had gotten caught on a bedboard or even just slid across. It wasn't an expensive board or anything and felt just like a Monopoly board, so the surface was smooth and easily could have caused the planchette to move. But I wanted to try it out. Now there was only me in the house and I placed my fingers on the planchette and moved it back to the centre of the board. Is anyone there? I asked. Nothing. I tried again and this time I swear there was a small jerk of the planchette. It was like it was trying to come alive. Because I was so shocked, I lifted my hands and ran out of the room, slamming the door behind me. I got a glass of wine and rang Miss, uh, I rang Charlotte to tell her. She called me an idiot in more sweary terms, hey, I'm telling the truth in this story, and told me I needed to say goodbye and then return that board. She even tried to calm me down by saying that I could have moved the planchet by twitching and not realising. She did a very good job at calming me down and I wasn't even that bothered to go back to my room afterwards. But when I opened the door and went over to the board to pack it up to return it, there it was again. Hello. Now I know for a fact I moved that planchet to the centre of the board, so for it to be on hello again was no coincidence. I was so frightened, but at the same time wanted to know if there was someone there. I'm going to tell you what I asked and what the board spelled out. I'll just do the words because they weren't always spelt correctly. And for references, I always move the planchet back to the centre of the board after each word. It's not like the movies either. Sometimes it takes a good minute for the board to switch from one letter to the next. Also, a quick note, I would have never remembered the entire conversations. So what I did was write everything down in a book so I could try and make sense out of things I didn't understand later. That is why I was so specific. Is someone there? The planchet shifted to yes. Who are you? I got no response. Do you know why I bought this board? The board shifted to yes. Who am I looking for? The board moved to S then T. By this point I was crying because it had started spelling Steve's name but it seemed to pause a lot and wrote Stav. Do you mean Steve? The board shifted to yes. It seemed much easier to do yes or no questions at this point so I did that more. Well you weren't ever much good with spelling were you? I giggled a little then through my tears because the board put no, then did a back and forth motion over H and A, like ha ha, a few times. Is this Steve? Yes. I was really crying now and began to pour my heart and soul out. Even the living probably wouldn't have understood me. It seemed like the board was getting more forceful and started moving in figures of eight quicker and quicker until I stopped talking. Then the figures of eight stopped. Sorry, am I talking too fast for you? Yes. I'm sorry. It's okay. Can I ask a question to make sure I know it's you? Yes. I have a birthmark on one of my butt cheeks. You used to call it a cocoa pop and laugh about it. Which butt cheek is it on? The board seemed to pause for a minute before slowly moving over to the left hand side. He was correct. How could anyone else know that? I'm so sorry that you died, I told him. By now the board was slippery and the planchette was because I'd been getting sweaty hands through fear. The planchette shot out of my grasp and tumbled onto the carpet. It was like he was annoyed. Don't ask me how I know, I could just feel it. You don't want to talk about it. Sorry. 
I moved the board back on and for a while, a little while it didn't go anywhere. Eventually it shifted itself to goodbye and there was no more action. So I put it away under my bed. That night I had really awful dreams, dreams that I didn't even tell Charlotte, but it was enough to make me not put the board under my bed again. Instead, I put it in my wardrobe, then eventually in the airing cupboard in another room because it gave me bad dreams being in there. But it didn't stop me talking. Over three days, I spent 12 hours on the board at least. I even called in sick to keep talking because the board was super active. There were questions answered that only Steve would ever know about. Super personal things, but the details were a little bit fuzzy. And when I talked about memories and things, he would be quieter. There was still the odd yes and no though. And I was happier. I still had Steve in my life and I felt like I didn't have to grieve so much. I didn't tell anyone at the time because I knew they wouldn't believe me, but it comforted me. I know it maybe sounds a bit silly to you all, but it did. And then it got scary. I was researching the Ouija board because I wanted to see if I could also maybe get a hold of my nana who passed away four years before. If I could get hold of Steve, then maybe I could do the same. As soon as my fingers touched the planchet, Figures of eight began moving around, and I had learned that that was a sign of irritation. Why are you angry? I asked. The board pointed, no. Is this Steve? I always ask because you don't know who you could get. Yes. Steve, do you know I could get in contact with my nan? No. Figures of eight circled again. Why are you so angry? The board spelt leave as I'd been doing it for nearly five days. It had been getting quicker. You want me to go? No. You don't want me talking to anyone else. The board spelled out mine. M-Y-N-E. Okay, okay. What do you want to talk about today? It spelled me, ma, me, ma, over and over. There was a bit of confusion after this because it was all gibberish. Then after a while it cleared back up. I was telling him about my job and stuff and how his mum was doing. Steve. Can I ask you about being dead? Figures of eight again, then it slowly went to yes. Did it hurt? No. Do you miss being alive? Yes. Do you miss me? Yes. Then he spelled out love. L-U-V. I love you too. Then I asked, are you in heaven? No. Are you in hell? I joked. My face paled, though, when it pointed to yes. You're in hell? At that point, it started switching between yes and no very quickly. Where are you, then, if you're not in heaven or hell? Here. You're in this room? Yes. Where are you? N-X-T. Next. You're next to me? Yes. Can you move something so I can see where you are? There was a very big pause here, then the board moved to click, and I don't ever know what that actually meant. Then, ha 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 ha, over and over. You think I'm being an idiot? Yes. That did make me chuckle, and quelled my fear a little bit. Are you with me a lot? The board spelt all. Always? Yes. It was a comfort knowing that he was always there. Right, I'm going for a shower before work. No peeking. The board once again moved. Ha, 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 ha. I shifted the planchet to goodbye and put it in the airing cupboard before showering. 
Now, my bathroom extractor fan doesn't work, so there's a lot of steaming up that goes on. I open the window, but it doesn't do much. I had a really weird feeling that someone was watching me, but hoped it was just me being on edge. I hadn't slept much because of talking to Steve most of the night. Maybe the board was what made me paranoid. For the next part, I need to explain. I have a cupboard in my bathroom with a mirror built in two sides. That is the thing that steams up the most and I face it directly when I get out of the shower. Normally, it's all fogged up and I wipe it. But when I went to do it this time, there was a note, like someone had written it with a finger into the steam. Peak. Ha ha. That set me on edge and made me feel really anxious. I was still in a towel with my hair dripping wet when I went into my cupboard and pulled the ball back out, setting it on the ground and putting my fingers on it. As soon as I touched it this time, it felt like an electric shock running through me. Did you write the message in the mirror? Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, again and again. It's not funny. I was freaked out and so I know my voice was louder. Did you write it? Yes. Please don't do that again. It freaked me out big time. S-O-R-Y. I took it as sorry. It's okay. As the days went on, I spoke to Steve more and more. My housework was ignored. I stayed in all the time. I wasn't eating or sleeping properly. I even fell asleep at work. Soon after, there was a conversation I had with Steve that had us both talking about death. He'd been particularly quiet, not really moving the board much. I asked, why are you sad? Alone. I'm sorry you're alone. Come. That made me feel very nervous and I asked, come, like come with you. It spelled out, yes, ha 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 ha. Abby messaged me a couple of days after that incident. Hey, you're dead. Not funny. Sorry, been busy with Steve. You know how weird that sounds, don't you? Yup. I hadn't told about the incident with the mirror, and there were other things happening too. My socks were going missing, glasses breaking, paper on the floor, random puddles of water. They didn't happen every day, and it wasn't at a particular time, and it really wasn't enough to me for me to be worried in general terms, but there was a distinct change. Abby called me then, and we had the first proper conversation we'd had in a while. She told me she'd see me on the street a few days before and that I looked like a wreck. We ended up getting in a heated argument when she asked me to stop using the board. I got really defensive. It was the only contact that I had with Steve, and losing that meant losing everything I had all over again. She said that I didn't even know if it was Steve talking. She didn't even know if it was me myself. But I did. He knew so much about me and we talked and laughed about memories all the time. However, as I laid in bed that night, I thought more and more about it. What had Steve actually said other than yes, no or ha ha when I recalled things? He'd never instigated anything and I hadn't realised it until now. Unable to wait, I pulled the board out and instantly made contact. We spoke for a while, but the niggling in my head told me to test him. I was speaking to my mum earlier. We were talking about the time you were putting up that chalkboard in the living room and you accidentally drilled through a pipe. I laughed. Yes, ha 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 ha. I felt my blood run cold. I'd completely made up that story. I made my excuses saying that I had to go after that. I burned the board... And I even did a sage ritual that I'd read about online. I also went into every corner of the house and explained that this was my house now and whatever was here was no longer welcome. I never knew who I was speaking to. I never picked up that board again except to get rid of it. 
Charlotte was fuming that I'd burnt it, but nothing much has happened since. I do sometimes feel watched though, and it does scare me. All I know is that whoever I talked to took all my energy and was in my house. I felt so vulnerable and dependent, and looking back on it now, that's not like me at all. I checked myself into therapy a few weeks after that, and that has been much healthier for me than the board. I'm engaged now to a really lovely man and expecting a daughter in four months' time. I still think about Steve a lot and I do love him very much. I do hope he's happy and I can't wait to see him again someday. It's a good... I don't want to call it a story because that's quite disrespectful to whoever your friend is. Yeah. Because it's not a story. It's not stories make believe, in it? It's mm-hmm. an experience. I mean, to be fair, there's nothing... There's nothing in there that makes you think... Um, yeah, but then it could mm. have been that. It seems it seems viable. She's very aware that it could have been her. Yeah, yeah, it, it could. The thing is, what you're going through, I, I don't. I, I'm I'm going to avoid right picking apart what what could have been this because it's obviously mm. a it's a tragic event. And I did ask if she could. We could put it on the podcast and talk about it. And yeah, she's like, yeah, yeah that's I, not I, I, but I'm not going to sit there and be like, yeah, but it might not have been that yeah. because it's disrespectful considering what what she went through. Um, but yeah, it's a good story. I, I like how these not story experience. I like how the the thing that makes it stand out as opposed to other ones was it wasn't we got the Ouija board out and the thing f- flew flew across a fucking yeah. room and smashed a window and it's very subtle Augusta, and there was never I felt a hand on my shoulder anything no. like that. It was it is it is subtle things and I was thinking for when when you said. When she said about the butt cheat thing, I thought you're given you're given whatever this is a fifty percent chance of getting that right. I said that uh, when when she because I didn't know about that. Yeah, that that's what I mean. It, and even oh. then, there's the argument to left and right. Oh, is that me looking at you or your left and right? Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean when you argue like what what someone's left and right? I think when you're so desperate for an answer from someone, I think it leaves you more vulnerable. It de- it regardless does. of whether they're alive or dead. Yeah, I def- feel like you're in a more vulnerable position. This is why I think death is like. Death's a horrible thing to go through, like when you're feeling it off someone else, like yeah. someone else has died. But it's probably done in the best way possible, in the sense where once they're gone, they're gone. Like that, that, that gives you no other choice but to let go. It's very it, fine. Whereas if you establ, if you felt like you'd established a connection, like say, say for example, is Molly that you use? Molly, yeah. Say um, Molly was an- actually interacting with Steve. I know it gives you peace and comfort for a while, maybe because you're grieving and you want them back. But you're gonna live the rest of your life just wishing there was air to hold. Like it's like losing someone, but you can always talk on the phone. It's not yeah. the same. You want and when you do miss you someone in a way, like even if out we move to opposite ends of the world, we could talk on the phone and that, knowing that oh, one day soon we're gonna be able to see each other and hug each other. But when someone's dead, that can't happen. So yeah. maybe it is for the best when someone's that. And I'm not. It's not like me telling how to live a life because that there's there's means and ways of coping and if that's one way to cope is to try and reach them that's absolutely fine mm. I'm saying if the case was that that was Steve then it might be unhealthy to try and keep going with that do you know what I'm saying like, I'm guessing yeah. she doesn't use it now because she she, she, she it. yeah she was under the impression that it wasn't Steve yeah she uh, a, a therapist pretty much told her you need to get rid of it because whether it was whether it was real or whether it was fake she was dependent on that board yeah. and it was doing nothing for her and she even said um th- this isn't in the story but i was chatting to her the other night and uh, she was saying even the bathroom thing she was like it i was so sleep deprived i didn't sleep yeah. properly she was like it could have been a trick of the light it could have been my brain playing tricks on me 
I don't know what it was. But it's good that she's open like that and she's not saying, like, I know what I saw. She's saying, this is what yeah. I felt. It's more what she felt as opposed to what actually happened. Yeah. But from 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 what's said, like, there's nothing in there that makes you think, oh, any bullshit a bit here, like, oh, yeah. stretching the truth a bit, maybe. It, it just seems like a genuine story, and especially when it's happened in such a tragedy. It's not just like, oh, well, me and my friends had a sleepover and did a Ouija to. board. Yeah. There, yeah. Was, there was a purpose behind it, and she even acknowledges, like, Psychic mediums, not all of them, I don't know, but I believe that they're, they're just a cash grab. Just to, like you, like like she said mm. herself, taking advantage of the vulnerable. Um, I think it's so inhumane what what they do. The the, yeah. the ones that you can prove are bullshit. And the it's, ones that, the it's ones that are not a nice thing because people are so vulnerable at that point. It's yeah. like stealing off the blind. It is, yeah. It, it's you, you can tell someone to, it's using someone else's grief for your own benefit. It's taking money off them. It's it's an awful thing to do. But then, if we were opening up the possibility of right, okay, so if if we're taking our sceptic glasses off for a minute, like the the fear of who she could have been talking to. If we're living like let let's say for example, if we're well, in the Conjuring universe, I was literally just about to say if we're in the Conjuring universe, then then maybe yeah, well not maybe yeah, say we are in the Conjuring and these things exist. It, Say I, I don't want her to get worried. Listen, if if she's going to listen to this, no, she's, she like, said she she won't listen to the episode. Right, but like demons and stuff, they say that they like because you're using a Ouija board, you can't see who you're actually speaking to. Just what you're told, they'll pretend to be someone else. They'll pretend to make you feel safe, and it'll, they'll make you want them, like want them around. Because the longer they're around, the better it is for them. So if they're bullshitting you, and you think you're constantly banned, like when you said she's been around to every corner of her home. That is very conjuring university, but it's be on the safe side, and it's saying you're not allowed yeah. in the home because at this point you've invited them in for so long, and in They're every starting to make themselves in, in, at home. yeah in every paranormal film ever, the longer that they are in your home, the worse because it, they're they're taking over it kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, she there was a period of her life like when she was using the Ouija board, like I saw I saw what she looked like, yeah, and she was she looked ill. Ouija boards for me are one of the things I am very skeptic, but when when me and me and Shah went to um, went to New Newsom Newsom Hospital. Newsom Hospital. Yeah, I think we spoke about it in one of the very early episodes. When we, we did went, the haunt, went, <laughs> Yara's haunted picture. Yeah, yeah, we we went um, we went on like a, a ghost adventure, ghost hunt, not an adventure, um, and it was completely. It, some some places you want you want to pay money to be scared. You know, like mm. when you're at a theme park and it's Halloween and the jump scare. You yeah, and, and like walk through but, mazes. But then, yeah, and... but then some places you just want to be there, and if nothing happens, nothing happens. But if something does, you know it's legitimate because people are trying to be like, oh, did the anyone atmos- hear that? The atmosphere is scary. Yeah, yeah the, the 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 company that we did it with, I can't remember the name. But they took you around and it, 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 there was none of this like, oh, did anyone hear that? Oh, or if there was a little knock, they weren't like, <gasps> like, and everyone yeah. looking at it. It was just everyone stay calm, calm and stuff. And we did a Ouija board then. I did do it, but I took my fingers off at some point because it started off with a lot of people on it. Yeah. And then slowly and slowly, people just lost interest and went around and did their own thing. And there was Shower and this other lass on it. So there was me and Shower as a couple and then this other couple together. And it was just Shower and this other lass left on it. And it was moving. And I said to Shower, before before me and Shower went in, because I'm a bit of a wind-up merchant and if I see a chance to make someone jump, I'll do it. Yeah. But we both stood there and agreed, like, let's not try and swing one way or the other with this let's not try and be like oh did you hear that yeah. or ruin the experience like just take it neutral wholeheartedly yeah. and do it do it together but then let's not try and like i'm not going to try and brush a shoulder and make you feel yeah. like oh my god what was that so i knew <clears throat> well i trust with my life so I, I knew that she was not moving that what, what was it called 
planchette. I knew that she was not moving that planchette. And I looked at this girl and I looked at his boyfriend and he was looking at her shocked and she was kind of looking at him shocked. So obviously I could, I can never, I won't put my life on her not doing it, mm. but it was just another couple like us. It wasn't anyone, the one on the wind up or anything. And it was moving. It wasn't moving quick like you see in the films, like bang, bang, mm. bang. But it was, and even sometimes it wasn't moving to a specific point. It was just moving. Mm. So uh, don't make me believe, but it, I definitely was kind of like, well, there's a 50-50 chance and I know for a fact that Shar is not doing it. So it's down to this girl and I could mm. just see it in her eyes that she was not, like she wasn't concentrating on it. She was looking away from it. She wasn't even seeing where it was moving. So I I do, that that did make me question like, what the fuck, like what? And then obviously we won't go into it all again, but then there was a flowers thing, that, yeah. that old lady with flowers. So you used to give them to the patients. That's yeah, right. so I don't. I, I, there's nothing in that in that experience that she's that she's written that I, that I could discredit. Nothing that makes me think. It took us so long as well. I asked her for it because I. It was originally just supposed to be a scary story for my year eight. Well, a scary experience for my year eights because I do love them, but um, it took us for like five or six weeks to write it properly. Because she kept having to pause and then come back to it. Yeah. And she said, she did say, she was like, you know, it could just be me. She was like, but she hasn't visited this since therapy, like since the council. And she's still going for that now. But she said, as soon as she started writing about it, she started noticing things happening in the house, like little things. And she was like, whether it was just my mind was back on yeah. it. And so I'd unlocked, like, I'd unlocked, like, my thought process to it again. She was like, but things had moved when I didn't think they'd moved. But, you know, she went, I've got, I could have baby brain. The thing is, we, the, obviously, I'm sceptic, but say these things are real, it could, it could happen without us noticing. Like, the other, the other day we came in Shark's room, while I was home alone, and a, a, a wardrobe door was open and there was clothes falling out of it um, onto the floor. Now, I instantly was just like, oh, I wonder. But I was in the room earlier that day, and I, and it wasn't like that. So I know for a fact she didn't, Charlotte didn't go to work, and that door was open. I know a million percent it was closed. Came to it later, and it's open. And when I brought it up to Charlotte, she's made the point that this door is heavy. Like, it's not it's not a gust mm -hmm. of wind that's done that. Um, And I suggested it had been the clothes. But then again, do you even use that wardrobe? Like, does much get put in it? Like, it's not disturbed all the no. time, is it? Like, but because we're not, Say, for example, your friend Molly, because she, her eyes have been open to watch, to her, to the paranormal and the fact that there is stuff out there, because mm. there's no doubt that she probably, even if she's still a bit sceptic, she'll she'll feel like she's crossed the boundary. She believes there was something. Exactly. So in her mind now, she knows, in, at least in her own mind, that th th there must be something out there. I've communicated with it. So to us seeing that, we're just like, oh, fucking hell, your cat might have done it, blah, blah, blah. But say for her, she might think, no, like, I that... That couldn't have happened, yeah, and I no know I know that, that there's something about that, it, that. There is an afterlife, or there is spirits, or whatever. So you start. It, it gives you another option to to push stuff towards. Do you know what I'm mm. saying? I'm not saying like as an excuse, but say for example, you saw a ghost. Yeah, like you know for a fact you saw a ghost. You come home one day and the cupboard's open. Before you saw that ghost, you'd have thought Ollie or Wayne's left the cupboard open. Yeah. After you've seen that, you'd think Ollie the Wayne ghost. or that ghost could have opened it. It's another option, isn't it? Mm. So I'm saying that. Maybe you'd notice things more when it say they do exist. You'd notice it more once you know they exist. Yeah, you've got to be made aware of it. Yeah, like if a glass is moved, you you might think, I wonder who's moved that, or or not even yeah. recognize it. But if you knew when you saw, I know I didn't put that glass there. Then it, it's yeah, it's crazy what to, to think how it's the, how it's, much you'd miss if you realize it was real. And it's the brain as well. Like the the power of the brain is incredible. You know the power of suggestion, like move it, like. The, the ability, I mean, I am, I'm not a sceptic, 
I, I do wholeheartedly believe in Ouija boards, but I don't believe there's as many stories as there actually are about them. The, the thing is, it's a very good tells tale. It's the, the scary Ouija boards. Yeah, to, and, it, to, and it's, to think the, about. it's the power of suggestion. Your mind could be telling you to move your hand without you even realising you're doing mm. it. And, you know, it's, it is psychology. It's pure psychology. But, you know, whether she was... And I said to her, I was like, and I'm going to say this, and she said it was fine, but whether it was the power of suggestion, like her so desperate to have an answer that she was doing it herself. Yeah. Because she wasn't, like, she just lost a partner. She like, wasn't yeah, mentally like, well. Like, like you said when, well, like Molly said at the start, when the, the whatever thing it's called, the triangle thing, was on hello, maybe that was just the, the slipperiness of the board and it moved on to that, mm. or maybe it did catch the bed. But that's the spark she needed. That now it's in her head, like yeah. that could have been it. Like maybe this is a sign. And so then it. Opens and when, it yeah, up when more. you're that desperate for anything, you, your brain will give give your brain an inch and it'll take a fucking a, a, a mile. It'll yeah. it'll go with it, like like in most things you do. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that, that was a good. I don't I don't want to call it a story, but it was. Do you, know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was a. It, it was, was a good. good to, it was a good, good account. Yeah, it was a good account. It was. Yeah, it was. Uh... It, there's, there's nothing in there that makes me think this has been bullshitted or yeah. this has been this that this this is not trying to prove that ghosts are real. It's just what happened to her, which mm. is I respect that. It's not trying yeah. to spook. It, she said she was like, it's my experience. She was like, people can take what they want from it. She was like, I do believe that there was something there. She was like, I'm not saying it was there all the time. Maybe, maybe sometimes it didn't answer, and I started yeah. moving it. I you know she wasn't in a great place, but yeah, she's doing much better now. So. Well, I wish her all the best because yeah, she's been too. through a lot by the sounds of it. Yeah, she has. We're calling it there then? Yeah. So, Monday. Post. Hopefully. Host. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. I'm sure we'll get something sorted. We'll if, do if it. Not, we'll do it. If not, it doesn't matter. All right. So, well, yeah. thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. See you Monday. Bye.